Amen, amen. So everybody ready for an even better week than what they had this week, right? I'm always looking for a better week, right? Everybody have a good week? Well, then you're definitely looking for a better week. About three people say, yeah, it's a good week. Man, when I get to church, I get excited. Y'all ain't never noticed that, have you? I got to stay excited anyway. But man, when I get to come and, and see my brothers and sisters in Christ, like today, we're looking around, we're talking, we're hugging and hanging out. And I think, man, that's just a fraction of what we're going to have when we come into seeing Jesus, right? It's going to be amazing when we leave this place and go to our heavenly home. But while we're here, sometimes we go through some ups and downs and bumps and bruises only. And everybody say, yes, amen. So I hope you guys can focus on uh, what we got up here. Miss Tanya, I always thought she does a great job on putting the slides together. And this one, I asked, does anybody ever feel like this picture here with the two ducks trying to get up the hill here? Man, marching uphill in a downhill battle. That, does that make sense, y'all? Never feel like, man, it's just, I'm going and just stuff's running down, man. I just, I'm fighting the tide, so to speak. Anybody feel like that? Man, I need to come to y'all's house. Everything's great, isn't it? I tell you what, it can be some long days, isn't it? It can be some long days. But sometimes we just think, man, it's man, what is going on here? A lot of times we think, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing? We're doing life. And in life, you're going to have bumps, bruises, and setbacks. Amen. But I'm going to tell you what, we still come out victorious in Jesus. That's the whole key. I got a lot of good notes I want to share with you guys today. And I, and I want to come back and focus back on our scripture. So if you got your handouts, follow along. And I said, one of the things I wrote down, I said, you know, we often don't believe that's a battle going on. Do you believe that? People just go about their way, complacent. Everything's lovey-dovey, everything like this. Now, I'm going to say this several times. I'm not telling you things today to scare you. I'm telling you things today to prepare you. All right? So I want you guys to keep that in mind. And I said, that's exactly what Satan wants us to do. He wants to just lull us into everything's okay. It's all right. You don't need to go to church, man. You don't need to know about Jesus. You don't need to know any of these things. And next thing you know, how many know, one of my, my sayings I say often, sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. It's just a little at a time. But let's time get a little closer to the edge. And then you go, how did I get here from there? Amen. You don't have to raise your hand because I know. I'm talking to the guy right here. I'm preaching to me first. I say it every week. And next thing you know, how did I get here? Because you know what happens is we take our eyes off the Lord. Today, I hope this is going to help us refocus. But Satan wants us to just think everything's, you know, it's going to be all right. Stay comfortable, man. But you know what? He wants to keep you feeling defeated. Ever feel weighed down sometime? Man, I just can't believe. I thought this was going to turn out this way. We got certain plans for our life, and when things don't turn out just the way we we want them to, we think, man, I'm just I've just missed the mark. You know, what's going on? What's wrong with me? I'm gonna tell you what, when you look to Christ, He's always telling you what's right with you. Amen. I want you to hear that. When you look to the Lord, He's telling you what's right with you. And that's what I want to see today. But so many times the, the enemy wants to dominate by fear. And when I think about things I see on TV, don't they do the same thing? They want to dominate by fear. Man, if you don't get this now, buy now. Buy now, man, if the, the ticker's rolling down. You know, we've got to buy it now or it's going to go up three times the price. we got to get it. we got to do it. You know, most of the things in life that, that probably you shouldn't do are not usually snap decisions, right? They're pushing you. The enemy wants to edge you over, edge you over, edge you over. You go, man, I got suckered into that. But aren't you glad that you don't have to stay there when you miss the mark? Aren't you glad that the Lord said, you know what, even if you run in the ditch, I'll go in and get you. And that's how much God loves us. But I want to get back to this thing with fear. How many know that fear is a paralyzing thing? You ever say, oh, just like that, fear. Jump back, man. Everything tightens up, everything like that. You just, whoo, over and over, man. That's what the enemy wants us to do. But I want us to know that God is for us. Isaiah 41.10 here. If you got your, your Bibles, you can turn it out. You can read it right off the screen here. It says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. 
I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Now, I'm going to tell you what, if you can get that in your heart, that changes everything. Anybody ever been through a tough time? Hands everywhere. If you can keep that on the front of your heart right there, keep that in your mind. So you say, well, buddy, why, do you, why is it so important for us to have memory verses and all this stuff? Because I want you to hide the word in your heart. Hide the word in your heart so that when these times come, that's what comes out. You know, I heard a guy say years ago, and I use this a lot. So many times it's funny. You know, you take an apple and you squeeze, you get apple juice, right? You get an orange, you squeeze that, you get orange juice. When you squeeze a Christian, what do you get? You should get Christ. But many times you don't. Amen? So when that doesn't happen, guess what? We need to fill up more on what God's doing. Amen? So just a few things. I love that verse right there. But so many times God has his word right in front of us and we choose to just shut the book. We choose to buy the lie. What do I mean by buying the lie? Oh, a little won't hurt. I don't need this. I can do this on my own. You know, I'm glad that God took care of all this stuff. And we didn't have to do it on our own because we can't do it on our own. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Aren't you glad that Jesus made a way for you? I know I am. Let's keep on rolling here. I said, you know, so many times with the devil, he wants us to forget who we are in Christ. Think about that. We talk about that a lot because I want to. Sometimes we just go back to the basics and rebuild, rebuild and keep going and getting stronger, stronger, stronger. But what happens is as a child of God, we're in the family of God. We are victorious in him. And it's his battle. So we're going to talk about some of the strategies that sometimes the enemy tries to use. But we're going to talk about the strategy that God's got. And it's all at the cross. Amen. Everybody ready? Say amen. amen. All right. Let's jump in here. So a few things I was thinking. I said, we need to identify the enemy, don't we? Now, I look at this. I said, you know, you have to know who you're fighting against. And I took a lot of good notes this week. And I'm going to read right from what I have here. So there's some good things to, to write in your margin here. I said, Satan is a spiritual being who led a heavenly revolt against God and was casted down to earth. That's out of Luke 10, 18. Look at this. So Satan means adversary. The name indicates Satan's basic nature. I want you to look at this right here. He is the enemy of God of all God does and all God loves. He's the enemy of God of all God does and all God loves. There's nothing good that he's got for you. Amen. God's got what's good for us. Amen. And I wrote this down. I said, he's not the one that you see with the little plastic pitchfork and the little red outfit at Halloween parties. Amen. You know, there was a survey. I haven't looked at it a long time, but I remember studying this a couple years ago. And uh, Barnum Research Group is a group that does a lot of uh, research on Christian activities and questions just about the Bible and, and overall. And one of the things they're asking people off the street, the people that were Christians said that they had put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they believed there was a really a devil. And I think it was like 50% said, nah, I don't think so. Man, you already defeated that. Because I'm going to tell you, you got to know your enemy, amen? You got to know your enemy. If I think, oh, no, 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 that's almost saying that gun's not loaded, look. Same difference, right? But I want us to know that there is somebody that tries to come and kill, steal, and destroy us. But you know what? Jesus came that we have life in full. Amen. I want to take a look at a few more things here. Like I said, not trying to scare you, but trying to prepare you. Now, think about this. How many people watch the cop shows and the, and the, and the mysteries and all those things? I, come on. You know you do. You got stuff on. Yeah. Man, I could. We got more murder she wrote on on the weekends. And we got the Netflix going. We see all that stuff. But the number one thing, when people, the bad guys, okay, let's see, the bad guys want to get back at you, what do they do? They take something you love. They try to muscle you with that, right? Maybe 
your children. You're a child of God, right? Guess what? If he wants to get back at God, what does he want to do? He wants to pick at me and you, right? So don't think the attacks won't come. They will. But know this, that we can be overcomers in Jesus, right? I'm going to kind of set this up. We're kind of sitting at ground level, and then we're going to go right to the victory, all right? So everybody keep smiling. It's going to be all right. So we need to know the schemes of the devil. Had a few more things here. I said, uh, in the New Testament, it's called the devil. The word devil, listen to these things. I'm going to read it right down my, my notes here. I said, the word devil means false accuser or slanderer. Satan plays a role, that role in Job 1 and 2. I said, he attacks Job's character. Our, our title of Satan also he has is the tempter, the wicked one, the accuser of the brethren. And then we also see this. Three times in scripture, it talks about this, these different titles of Satan. Has the authority of the ruler of the world. The God of this age with a small g, okay? And the prince of the power of the airways. And I thought, isn't that amazing? How many people watching some of the political stuff? Now, I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of it, but have you ever in your life seen so much mud slinging, kicking, crying, pointing this and that? It's unbelievable. And then I read this, which I know, but when I see it right here in black and white, in the prince of the power of the airways. Say this. They're talking about, we, we need unity. We need unity. And they're going, ugh, stabbing somebody else in the back. What did it say? And he said also, uh, the accuser of the brethren. So we just walked through some of those things on the schemes that he has. He falsely accuses. He slanders. He tempts us. He is surely the wicked one. All right? A prince of power of the airways. And I thought, man, look at this. Over and over, you see the things. I, I don't get the newspaper. I usually just look at stuff on the internet. My mom gets the newspaper. So I bring it in when I go over there and I look. And man, you better really dial in and have your glasses on to try find, to find something good in the newspaper, amen? Headlines, not many headlines are good, you know? They don't say, you know, a guy saved a cat out of a tree. You don't see that no more. You see all these different things. This is what's going on. Man, the stock market's going down. This one was shot. This one, and, and, we, and we play right into it. How many people got the news alert on their phone? Bleep, 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 bleep. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> probably should sometimes. However, you need to be aware. You don't have to be engulfed in it. You don't have to be overwhelmed by it, but you need to be aware of what's going on in the world. Amen. And really, like one of my buddies said, he said, well, I don't listen to the news no more because I already know the ending. God wins. I said, that's a good word. See, that's what I want to get us to. God wins in every situation. But let's keep on going here. I said, you can give the devil a ride. I said, you can't give the devil a ride or he'll want to drive. When I first got saved, we went to a little church over in Fox Hill, and they had a couple that was singing about once a month. And they, this guy had a little guitar, and his wife was saying, he said, don't give the devil a, a ride or he'll want to drive. And that always stuck with me. Because he just, you come in, oh man, that's all right. You give him a little crack in the armor, what does he do? Oh, you know, a little lie here, a little this here, a little that here. Next thing you know, man, you're covered up. And you moved away from the mark of the Lord. But let me tell you what. God is in the business of redeeming. Somebody say, God is my redeemer. That's a good thing, isn't it? I want you to hear that today. So we need to identify the enemy. You wouldn't go out and, and set out and play the football on a football field and not know who's got the, got the ball, right? You want to know what's going on. Same thing. If we took the same idea and convictions of things that we do every day and applied them to growing in the Lord, man, I'm going to tell you what, we blow the top off this building. It'd be amazing what we could do in the Lord, in His strength, all right? So everybody doing good, say amen. amen. All right, we're rolling on. So we need to choose our weapon. We need to be prepared. I said half the battle 
is knowing what you're up against. How many people get ready to go to work on Monday, Sunday night, they're thinking about what I got to do at work? Right? Sometimes your stomach gets a little crazy. Like, oh, man, I got to do this at work. Oh, today is this. You know, it's good to be informed and be prepared, but we don't have to get all upset about it. It's good to have a plan, right? It's always good to have a plan. Be prepared. And I said, that's half the battle. So how do we prepare? We need to open that word of God, don't we? Prayer. Spending time in prayer. How many know that when everything else, I mean, you could try everything else, you could throw everything else, you could throw money, you could try, throw doctors, you can do this. But I'm going to tell you what, prayer is a good thing to start with, a good thing to stand on, and a good thing to end with. Amen? I had a friend of my dad's call me, and um, him and my dad grew up like brothers. And I missed the call, and he left, and he said, he said, buddy, I just want you to be praying for me and my wife. He said, both of us are on walkers now. He said, I love you, and I miss you, but I want you to be praying for me. I said, you got it. Because he knows the power of prayer. Amen? Does that mean my prayer is more powerful than her prayer or this prayer? No, not at all. But I tell you what, when we link up in faith together, and he said, we're two or more gathered, there he is also. And we can come together and praise the Lord and also pray for those, those different situations. While it's on my mind, Brother Bill um, has been moved from Centera and he's at um, Bayside, but they call it Golden something, but Bayside, we know it as Bayside. And got to go by and visit him the other day and some of the others did. Uh, so remember him in prayer. Um, he seemed pretty strong. He's still got the biggest, strongest handshake that I've ever had. From, from a man in his age, but uh, I wanted to think about that. And he's got a roommate there that I met. His name's Don. And I'm not so sure that Don's getting a lot of company, but I tell you what, I enjoyed visiting when we went with him. Uh, Ty and Tim came back with Denise and Jonathan back and forth and others. But you know what? When I came back for the second time yesterday, you know what he says? He says, you know what? I said, what's that, my friend? He said, I just want to tell you, I appreciate y'all praying. See, don't think that people don't appreciate your prayers. You know what? And there's some people so foolish that they might not appreciate your prayers. But you're going to pray for them anyway. But let me tell you, when you see people come together and say, you know, well, we're going to go to the Lord with this situation. Our heart is set on what God can do. Because we also know that there's an enemy out there. Amen. We use this scripture a lot and it's so true. It says the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's about straightforward as you can get, isn't it? The thief, who is Satan, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But we'll buddy up with him all the time. I think about that. I said, man, what in the world am I? Why am I doing this? What am I doing? What's going on here? And, and, and usually what the devil will offer you is this, a shortcut. He'll offer you a shortcut. How many people like shortcuts? I usually like shortcuts, right? But, but you got to be careful of the shortcut you choose because sometimes you'll come up short in the cut. Amen. And, and we don't need that. And, and a lot of times what I'm finding is walking with the Lord over the last 20 some years is this. Usually if you're taking the long way home, God is still preparing something in you, in your situation. Amen. I remember very clearly when we first started the church, I thought, okay, well, we start the church and then this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And all this is just going to boom, boom, boom. This way it's going to go. Well, it didn't work just like that. And several years later, I'm going Man, Lord, I'm glad we're going with your plan instead of my plan. God still is refining things in his people, amen? He's still working things and growing us. But I want you to know that, that Jesus has come so that we may have life and have it to the full. When I go and visit different situations, when I go to the nursing homes and things, 
tried, when I go, I have already made my mind up when I hit that door. They will never see me frown. They will never, they will never see nothing negative in my life when I get, because you know what? I want to do everything I can to encourage them, to build them up, to show them that life's in full. And it's hard to get that focus when you're in a situation like that. Maybe when you're in a hospital, maybe when something's going on, even at your house, you don't have to be in a certain place to be in a certain place. And what I mean by that is your surroundings might not look so good, but your heart condition can be in a place that you know what? That you're still living a victorious life. Amen. How many people had a lot of stuff and then lost a lot of stuff? And then you find out you probably didn't need half the stuff that you had because it was only stuff. Don't let me say it again. I don't think I can. But we get wrapped around stuff instead of what's going on. What the big picture is. When, when I was there, nobody, the guy didn't say, hey, could you bring me a color TV? He said, hey, he didn't say, hey, could you bring me a sandwich? Can you bring it? He just said, hey, hey, can we have a word of prayer before you leave? Absolutely. See, when everything's stripped away, the vision gets real clear. The mission gets real clear. We need Jesus, amen? And I want you to hear this. God is willing to reach you where you are. Isn't that great? That's good news. I'm just too far gone. I minister to people before and they just, I just think, it's too late now. No, it's not too late. You're breathing. It's not too late. I felt like that in my life before. It's like, man, I just, man, I really, I have really outdone myself this time, amen? And God said, well, I'll take you. When everybody else says, oh, I ain't touching this anymore. I am backing away. You, you know what? You really pulled the stunt this time. God said, I got you. I'm still here for you. That's the hope we have in Christ. I want you to see that. Amen. But the enemy's still out there trying to kill, steal, and destroy. So what do we got to do? We need to put on the armor. We talk about this all the time. If you got your Bibles, circle this, write this, look at it a little later. I'm going to kind of do a condensed version of what, what I want to share today on this. But it's in Ephesians chapter 6. And it says, finally, be strong in the Lord in his might and his power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's scheme. And then I just broke it out. The belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shoes of peace, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. God gives us stuff to protect us, but he also gives us something to be on the offense as well. And that sword he's talking about is the word of God. That's why we need to know the Word of God. We need to be ready to speak the Word of God. You ever notice that when you're in a situation and you speak the Word of God, it'll change everything. People say, well, maybe we should do this. And maybe we should do this. Or maybe we should go this way. And then you say, maybe we ought to just pray about it. My brother told me before he's been out fishing out there. And they're going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He said, we're going to pray about it. Everything changed. Everything stopped. What do you mean we're going to pray? But we're going to ask the Lord for to, to bless this harvest, man. Has that ever happened to anybody? Maybe in the front row, all the way to the right, with a with a hat on. <laughs> Once or twice, he shares story after story about how you know he just said, "Man, you know what? It's, it's been a long night out here." Many of you have the same story, up against the wall, bad doctor report. You got to go back. You got to go back. Woo! That's tough, man. That's tough. And you look at it and say, man, i got to choose my weapon. we got to come together. we got to look at this. I don't know about y'all. I don't like mammograms. Now, I don't get them for people that I love them. And there's been times we ain't had real good reports. But there's been times that God fixed it like that. Boom. We're looking and we're doing this stuff and we're doing this. And we come back and we go, man, what's going on? And they go, we don't understand. We don't see anything anymore. Here we go. We do. We do. 
praise God, man. You know? And even when the reports don't come the way we want, that doesn't change who God is in the situation. Keep walking, keep trusting, keep the full armor of God on. And not only that, use the sword of the Lord. I said Paul revered, revealed the sword of the Spirit in his, his word of God. That's the word of God. And I said over and over, man, I said we use God's word as a weapon when we speak it. Speak the scripture aloud, and it raises a spiritual sword in the air to alert Satan that I'm armed and dangerous. Can you think about that? Now, how many of us here when we watched the movie? What was the last movie we watched? Uh, it's not Courageous. War Room. Any of y'all see that? If you hadn't seen it, I, I encourage you to get that movie. It's a great movie. And it talks about prayer. And it talks about proclaiming the gospel. It talks about who we are in Christ. And I won't give the whole movie away, but I'm going to tell you what, there was a lady in there that she was standing on the word. And let me tell you what, when she, when, just when she was praying in the movie, you're like, yeah! Because that, let me tell you what, the word of God is alive, man. It, it, it's active. It, it's, it's ready to roll. How many know that you can hear a lot of stuff? How many of you know that people make a lot of promises? And a lot of promises fall right to the floor. I'll be there. Man, let me tell you. If we had a nickel for every time somebody said they're going to see me in church, you, you could have built, you could have took over Pocosin with a, with a chapel. You know what I mean? But you know what? It's got to be a priority in your life. I talk about that all the time. Things that are a priority in your life, you will do. Amen? Think about it. Everybody had breakfast, right? Most of them a priority, right? <laughs> okay? Whatever it is. Whatever that priority is. So set your priorities by the word of God. Spend time with God. Start your day with God. Spend time with God and end your day with God. Every time I say that, I like to, to, to the caveat. I don't mean, man, Lord Jesus, uh, excuse me, give me a monkey ring. Yeah, you're trying to do your job on But being an attitude of prayer. Being an attitude of praise. You know? Man, when I'm riding my motorcycle, I'm in an attitude of prayer. Right? Man, this is fun. Lord, protect us. Man, this is fun. I can't believe that guy's got to get in my lane to turn. You know? Things like that. But I'm thinking about those things. And a lot of times I end up having more, more time with the Lord on, in that because everything else is kind of stripped away. And nobody can call and nobody can hear anything because the motorcycle's so loud. So it's just me and God. Man, just rolling. And I enjoy that. And, and get out and see the things that God has done and see, see the different folks that God's got out walking around and doing stuff and scaring them when you beat the horn when they're coming from the fire carnival and stuff like that. All those are good things, amen. So we need to use the sword of the Lord. I said, you know, speaking the word of God changes everything. For you guys that had, had, hadn't heard the story, I want to share it. We've got a little bit of time. There's a friend of mine that they didn't know what was wrong with him at all. He went into like, man, I see you, the, the, the heavy duty stuff. When I went to the hospital, man, they had me suit up to put a mask on and everything. And many of you heard this, but I, I know this is for somebody here today. And they called me and they said, hey, it ain't looking good. They had already cut uh, the, the man's legs off. His infection was spreading everything else. And I grew up with these guys. And it got there. And man, let me tell you, I'm going to set the stage. When you get up there and, and that, that wing of the hospital, you got a lot of family. And you got a lot of tears. And you see the mama and you see everybody else. And you're thinking, man, Lord, what's going on? And they got to buzz you back and everything else. And they're stripping you and putting you on with all this stuff and everything. And you're thinking, this ain't good. This ain't good. And my buddy is out of it. He don't know nothing. They got him on the ventilator and everything else. And another guy that I knew who happened to be a pastor, he was there. And my buddy was on one side and I was on the other. And we're praying over our friend. 
And we prayed over that man. We prayed over that man. We prayed over that man. And we left. A couple days, he got a little bit better. A little bit better. A little bit better. Went to go see him. Got a little bit better. Get to, I knew it was getting better because he always had to have his hair straight. I went in that hair was just poof. I said, man, you're healed. <laughs> you ready? So we talked a few times. A year later, I was out at a place, a, a restaurant. You get got the prosthetic, how do you say it? That's it, legs. And uh, he was doing really good. And I think it was me and Jesse getting something to eat. And he came over and he gave me a big hug. He said, I'd never forget, man, you guys coming in the hospital room. I said, oh, yeah. He said, Billy was on the left side and you were on this side and y'all were praying over me. I thought, how do you know that? He was out. They were telling us, you got minutes. You need to get in there. You got a short period of time. They're talking to the man's mama saying, it ain't good. But in the midst of that, a year later when he came out of this thing, he knew exactly where I was standing. He knew exactly what was going on. He told me who was there, where I was, what the location was, everything else. What am I telling you? Don't give up hope. Don't ever give up hope. Amen. The power of the prayer of, of somebody is amazing. Because you know what? It's not so much us. It's who we're praying to. We serve an amazing God. Now, what would you think if you were somewhere and you thought the man was about half dead and then a year later he told you everything you said and what you were and what you said? I was waiting for him to tell me what I was wearing. I said, wow, that's amazing. God is in a, it, it just amazing, man. So when you feel like you're marching uphill in a downhill battle, remember these things. But why do you tell so many stories? Because I want you to realize that God is working every day, every way, everywhere, at your job, on the way to work, everything else. You know, we just say, well, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, get all uh, squared away, get all religious today. You know, I, 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 this is something that's, you just love him where they have. People tell me something. He said, oh, I know, oh, you, you know such and such. He's a real religious guy too. And I just kind of smile. I'm not a religious guy. I'm a relationship guy. I know Jesus. I get excited about it. Religion's got a bunch of rules. I wouldn't make it. You got to do this, get this, do this, do this, work this, work this. All these things, I gotta wear this, gotta have that. Man, they throw me right on out, man. But God said, I'll take you as you are. Woo! When I found out that good news, I said, You can use me? You mean you can use me? I was coming down here, I told you many times, coming right down this road right here, and God called me to the ministry, and I said, Lord, Lord I, I don't know all that stuff. I don't I can't speak any Greek, don't know. I barely could do good with my ABCs. You know? And he says, Look, I want you to look at the people that I use in the Bible. And I started reading, man. I said, look at David. Boy, did David mess some stuff up? Yeah. What about what about Paul? Yeah. He was, he was persecuting the folks, right? What about everything else? And I thought, after I read all the things and all the women in the Bible and the, and the, and, and the guys in the Bible that God was using, I said, I'm your man. Because I'm just as messed up as they are. That's good. You know why that's good? Because we think the folks in, in the Bible were superheroes. No, they were supernatural to be able to the Lord working in their life. And it's the same with you. And here's something else, case you, you, you forgot about this. The Holy Spirit at that time didn't live in them. It was poured out upon them. If you're a blood-bought believer, that you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and said, Lord, come into my life. He comes into your life. Holy Spirit, lead guys and directs you. Let me tell you, you're not alone. And that's good news. Everybody doing good? Let's keep on going. So, you know, and something else I see. How many people work with, you know, if, they, if you work with somebody and they don't say it. How many people work with some naysayers? Negative Ned, negative Nancy. Oh, my goodness. 
It'll wear you out, man. You get in there, how you doing? Oh, it's gonna be hot today. Well, praise God, it ain't you know, it ain't snowing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to work out back today and ain't no air conditioning. Can you take a break? Yeah. Can you get a bottle of water? Yeah, that's all right. Go sit on the computer, talk on the phone, everything else. I tell you, this job's just terrible. What are you talking about? You know what I do when I ride home? I'm thinking, Lord, bless those guys working outside. It's hot. It's hot out there, man. Me and Denise went out there to fix the fence where my dog rammed through it the other day. I almost blacked out. Who's out there? Probably my pants were probably too tight. I was bent down like that, doing a few things. I said, that's a good one for you, kid, baby. I'm right here. It's hot out there. But what I started thinking was this. Man, Lord, there's guys and gals out here all day long. See, that's an attitude of, of prayer, right? Lord, you know, help those folks doing this stuff here. Man, you think about that. It's crazy. And how many know that we're living in a world that we they want to do more with less? How many people got jobs that are doing more with less? Yeah, they, they, they just do that. And you can get overwhelmed and you can feel like you're marching uphill in a downhill battle. But I want to I encourage you with this. Do the best you can as you go through. But you know what? Let's try to leave this place a little bit better than when we came in there, all right? So with all those things going on, what's next? We need to execute the plan. We talked about identifying our enemy. We talked about choosing a weapon, which is going to be God's word. Now, how do we execute the plan? And I thought about this little something the Lord gave me. And I wrote this. I said, faith is faith that is focused will reap reality. You keep focusing on that. Faith is, a, is, is one of the things to hope for, the evidence of things not seen. You keep pressing in. You'll see it come out the other side. You keep trusting God. How many people have been praying for their husband for a long time and he finally got saved? How many people have been praying for your kids and they finally come back to church? All those things. And sometimes it's long, real long, you know? A lot of times you say, man, why does my grandma walk like that? Because she's been on her knees for you for 30 years. That's probably why, you know? Something else. You know, when you start going to church, you start thinking, what's everybody going to say? You know what my neighbor said? <laughs> Praise God. Man, they were like, they were like amazing. When I lived in Fox Hill over there, it was funny. I talked about it before, man. I was hanging out and I was in the band. I coming home late, got mixed up with Denise. I was home at 930 putting petunias out front when she come by. He said, it's all over now. Lover boy's gone down. Mm. That was it. And so then my neighbor would all the time, they said, hey, we, I thought, I said, you have lost your mind. I said, we, before Denise came, said, we want you to meet my sister. I said, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't like your sister? I said, why don't you come to church with us? Why don't you come to church with us? I said, what did I say? What people tell me all the time. I said, that building will collapse on us all. Right? I didn't think it was funny. I was scared. I didn't know. I didn't know there was a loving God. I thought he was up there like, you. I was, I was hearing the, I was hearing the, like in the movie, Moses, right? I can hear him say, you gotta go. See, I thought I had to clean up. Before I got there. But man, one night on Halloween, somebody came outside the walls of the church and told me about the grace of God, that God would love me right where I was. Man, I was all in. Because all my life I'd always heard about what I couldn't do, what I couldn't be, how bad I messed everything up. So when you hear that enough, guess what? You say, well, I'm going to do a class. Woo! You think that's messed up? That ain't nothing. You go to the next level, right? But then you find out and you go, you mean even with all this in my life, God would still take me? Man, that's humbling. That's awesome. That's amazing. You know, I look around here and I see some of my friends, man, that they know more stories about me than, than, than I would ever, ever share. And they smile when I start talking. 
Because I know they say, can I just have five minutes? Can I? You ain't getting five minutes. <laughs> but you know what? And then they say, well, man, you know, what's going on in his life? What's changed in his life? God changed in my life. Now, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you, buddy does everything right. That is perfect. But I'm going to tell you what I'm working on it, man. And some days I choose better than others. But I tell you this, I have a God and you have a God available to you. And if you know you have a God in you that will take you where you are and won't leave you there. So how do we execute the plan? We execute the plan by faith in God, amen, through his word. Let's keep on going. I said, then we need to hone in on the power of the authority we have as a believer. Now, for you guys that was here the other day when Angela had those little super balls, I thought that was so cool. Me and Justin went to clean his car the other day. I saw one of those super balls. And I thought, man, isn't that amazing? I said, man, faith is what pushes the potential. Amen. That ball was filled with potential to bounce and do and everything else. Your life is full with potential. But you know what moves it? Faith. Faith. If you never believed you could do anything, guess what you'll do? Not then. But just think for a second. Whatever, just, just if it's possible. Just a little bit. Just think about that. Just man, man, I remember when I started playing good. Man, if I could just learn, I thought, if I could just learn one song good, I'd play it every day. You know? But then I want to play more. And the more time I pushed in, the more time I pressed in, the more God was showing and doing and all that stuff. I had no idea that God would take the very thing that I love so much as a hobby and do it and use that to open up the door to bring me in to the kingdom of God. See, because you got people sitting on the sideline, well, you play all that music and everything. God ain't going to use that. You might as well trade that in for a dad going to spook your organ. Ooh, man. You know, you go into some church, ooh, I'm like, what do I? See, that's all I knew about church. I was once when I was five, once when I was 30. Man, there's a, there's a, there is a time warp there. And if you're a rock and roller, you need some Jesus, man, let me tell you. But guess what? Everybody needs Jesus. You need, to, you need Jesus the day you get here, you know? And he'll take you right there. And he loves you so much, he refuses to leave you right there. Isn't that good news? That's good news. He says, you know what? I'll take you. I, I, I forgive all your sins. All is great. That is an amazing word that's so small. All. Man, when you think about that stuff. So we need to execute the plan and look at our full potential. We need to tap into that. And some of the saddest things I think is ever, that I ever see, and I thought about that when I go to nursing home in different places, or, or it could be young folks too. There's so much untapped potential. I heard a guy preaching one day, and he said, he just had one of those voices that would grab you. And he said, one of the richest places in the world is the graveyard. I said, the graveyard? Was he a grave robber? What's he talking? He said, so many people carry their dreams and inventions and songs and books and ideas to the grave. And they never acted upon the potential that they had. Man, I would rather fail and fail and fail than not try. You know? And we do fail sometimes. Look at it. We talked about that before. Man, how many times did they have to mess with the light bulb? Was it Edison on the light bulb? Jesse knows all that stuff. How many times? Over and over and over. And instead of all these failures, he said, I just found like a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. Man, that's a great attitude. Man, what would happen if we took that attitude and said, well, man, I'm going to keep on walking with the Lord. And I don't care. I don't care. And I, I got to share this. When Thomas and Jesse were, you know, little... Jesse loved to play the little Xbox or whatever it was. And the big brother's going to teach him how to do this. You need, you need to do this. You need to push this button. You need to do this. Jesse just wants to play. 
And he goes, I will walk by and he goes, Thomas, I don't care. I just don't care. And I thought that's so funny. He just don't care. He didn't want, he, he was focused on what he wanted to do. He's focused. He knew how to get, once he got there, he was ready to go. You know what? We need to say about all the stuff out here in the world. I don't care. I just don't care. And focus on what God says is true. Because man, he was in the game. We need to get in the game. We need to get with it. Take a look at this. I said, a plan not executed is just a defeat waiting to happen. Isn't that something? You can have all the good plans. The woulda, shoulda, coulda, boy. Well, you know, I shoulda. Well, I was, I was going to, but I just, and you, and, and you come up with nothing. I said, what's the old saying? If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. I said, the Lord has provided and equipped us. So we need to get in the flow to march in your God given gifts. You ever thought about what gifts you have? People say, well, I don't, I don't have any gifts. I don't play guitar. I don't sing. Well, they ain't never stopped me from singing. I don't sing much. But what you do is you surround yourself with people that are good. That's what you do, right? That's what you got to do. But on a serious note, what is it that you do? Whatever it is, do that to further the kingdom. Do that to reach out. Some of the greatest people that will ever be put in your life is somebody that will listen to you and give you godly wisdom. Amen. Maybe that's why I I, 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 I kind of like spend a lot of time with, with older folks. Because they didn't just start this thing yesterday. They've been around the block. And I want to hear what they got to say. Because guess what? They can save me some heartache. They can save me some, some hard times. <coughs> you know, a lot of times people say, oh, well, you know, folks get older. They don't really know. They don't this, that, and everything else and all that. And I, and I kind of laugh at that. Because one of Jesse's friends came over the other day, and I was talking to him, and I was talking about something, and, and, I, and I said, well, I was telling her about this guy and this and that when I was coming up, and I said, I kind of thought he was old. He was like 50. He said, yeah. I said, thanks, son. I'm 50. Because <laughs> so you usually say, well, Mr. Chapman's old, you know? In your mind, you don't think you're old. You get out there and try to do something, you'll find out you are older, right? But, but in your mind, you say, man, I could do that. I can still do that. Then he always said, don't do that. That's why I had all the surgery. Man, when, when roller blades come out, I can do that. My neighbor that was in their 80s come over and say, are you all right? That don't look good. I was like, somebody has some pine bark mulch. Bam. I mean, I heard somebody out there whining, crying, everything. It was me. Oh, and then you're trying to look cool because your kids going, you all right? Yeah, I do this all the time. And you're rolling around out there. You get up and the neighbor come over there and say, you all right, you all right? I'm thinking it. And he's like, what are you doing? You know, what are you thinking? But see, the reason I'm giving you that right there, this whole body's going to fade away. But your spirit's going to live forever. And the spirit that we have in us is, man, is, is a new creation, man. We're a new creature with a new feature. So why don't we invest in the things that bring forth eternal dividends? We get all wrapped around with, oh, I don't know about this and all that. Man, I'm going to tell you what, we need to execute a plan. For the things of the world, man. For, for the things of the kingdom in this world. Amen. This is not on here, but I, I just want to talk about. I, I mentioned this from time to time because this is real important. And and I think in anything, what legacy are you leaving behind, man? When I leave here, they don't have to say, "Man, that buddy Chapman was the greatest guy in the world." I don't care. But I tell you what, I'd like somebody to say, "You know what?" And they come look at that box or that urn or whatever they got left, whatever's left of this thing. <laughs> Probably just a few metal parts. And they go and they go, man, you know what? That guy, he's a crazy guy. But you know what? He, he told me about Jesus. 
You know, that guy, that guy called me when I was sick. That guy came by and prayed for me. You know, that, that guy did my dad's funeral. That guy, you know, what, what, that guy was all about trying to make a difference for the kingdom. That's all I want. That's all I want. You know, and, and, but if I don't plan now to do that, it's not going to happen. Can you imagine getting getting there in front of the Lord? And I don't know exactly how it's going to be. And then the Lord said, well, what did you do for the kingdom? He said, I went to church twice. I put $20 in. You aim? Did you receive my son? Did you ask my son to come into your life and forgive you of your sin? So, yeah. We're sitting here today and we say, yeah, you know, I have done that. And what is it that God's called you to do? What has he got the potential in you that needs to be unleashed for the kingdom? I hope this motivates somebody today. I hope this encourages somebody today. Yeah, the reason I started out where I did, there are, the devil's going to tell you everything you can't do. He's going to try to do, he's going to try to knock you down. He's going to tell you why you can't do it, how you're not qualified and all these different things, man. But God's good. God is amazing. And he's got a way. And here's what we need to do. We need to follow uh, instructions from our leader. Amen. Not buddy. I'll do the best I can to point to Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm pointing you to the source. I'm, ta I'm talking about God's only son. Amen. And I said, Jesus is a perfect role model. I said, there's no reason to worry or fear. How, how do you think it would be if you just had no worries? You ever look at somebody, you see the kids playing out there, and everybody's the kids out there, woo, doing this, they, do, this they, they drop all the bubble stuff, mama gives them something else, then the chain comes off the bicycle, daddy fixes it, and, and they say, what do they say? Boy, that kid is worry-free. Think about that. Don't even worry about nothing, man. Supper's like, I'm hungry. Okay, got something in there. How much more do you think God's doing for us? He said, all good gifts are for him. He woke you up this morning. I must have been dreaming about this this morning. I was thinking about all the amazing things that God does just to get us up in the morning. <clears throat> Think about that. You don't have to sit there and go, go like this, got your eyes closed like that. Is my heart still beating? Is my heart still beating? My heart still beating? You got to check on that. He keeps going. You open your eyes, you, you can see. How many things got to happen for your eyes to even work? For you to keep breathing, all those things. And then we're going to go, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do about... Uh, this thing at work. If God can get you up in the morning, protect you all night, seal you for, for, for your salvation, do you think he can handle jobs tomorrow? I think he can. Do you think he can handle the situation in your family? Do you think he, he can, he can uh, heal the, the disease that has attacked your body? I believe he can. So what I want you to see today is, you know what, when we execute the plan, execute the plan by faith. Execute the plan and trust in what God has for you. Everybody doing good with that? I'm going to bring this thing to a close here. I'm going to read this again, and I, and I pray that you guys hold this in your heart. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. His victorious right hand. We try to do it in our strength. But so many times, we find out we can't. Amen? Man, I don't know about you guys. I don't think that, man, I probably haven't preached any, any uh, not many sermons that I don't mention my dad. Superman. That was him. Not that he was perfect or anything else. But, man, when my dad went down for the county, he was like, what's up? Get up. 
And this whole body will wear out, man. But let me tell you what, the one that God's given you through Christ Jesus never does. And it takes a minute for your brain to reset with your spirit and say, well, you know what? When they leave this place, if our loved one knows the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're happy for them. Because you don't want to see them strapped to this old body anymore that's diseased and hurting and, and wounded all oh, that. But let me tell you what. If you want to keep your eyes on them, you'll see where you're going. And that's the understatement of the world right there. But his name is Jesus. Amen. He's the one. He's the one. Now God will put some amazing people in your life and you can learn from them and you can love with them and you can encourage them and all those things. But guess what? There ain't nobody like you. You are that, you are that person for somebody else. Take it serious, man. Take it serious. Watch your words. You know, sometimes I hear people say something, I'm going, man, did they hear what they just said? I have to watch it one month. I said, man, you got to watch your words. Why? Because it's, it's the sword, man. Your words can tear somebody down. They leave big scars. Let me tell you, I talk to people that, that are grown, that are old. I, I, I talked to a lady uh, a few months ago in a nursing home. And words that were spoken by somebody in her family were still causing pain in that woman's life. She had to be in her late 80s. I'm not saying that it doesn't hurt. What I'm saying is this. That God is in the healing business. Always believe what God says about you before anybody else. Amen. And if what they say about you ain't lining up with what God says about you, let it roll off. Amen. Let it roll off. He says you're amazing. He says you're unique. You're a masterpiece. You know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I say, man, that, that, that's a rough masterpiece. But God sees what you are, where you are, and what you can be. And he refuses to leave you there. So today, when the enemy comes against you, realize that, you know what? We know who he is. We know his schemes. You know, he's going to be working with fear and worry and all those things. If you're worried about stuff and everything else, just trust God a little bit more. Just trust him a little bit more in that area. Amen? If, if, if you're fearing about things like that, realize that you have courage in Christ. Read those words. I'm going to read it again. This is major stuff, guys. Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Remember when you was little, you say, just can, can you hold my hand? Can you hold my hand? Go with me. You see that? You see some of the girls sometimes, oh, just go with me. Go with me. You see some of the guys, they're too cool. They just say, well, you're going, I'm going. If you're going, I'm going. We say the same thing because we don't like to go it alone. You don't have to go it alone because God is with you, you know? So today I pray that in these marching up hills and the downhill battles, that we look like look at things and say, you know what? I'm not alone. I am not without. I'm equipped. You know, when we pull the songs together, we pray about those and everything else. Power in the name of Jesus. You know, when you sing that today, did you really think about that? There is power in the name of Jesus. Everything else. Everything else will fade. Everything else can change. And he says, man, I never change. I feel like I'm supposed to add this in here to share with somebody today. His love is unconditional. I want you to hear that. His love is unconditional. There's no conditions. We want to put conditions on everything. Well, if you do this, I'll do that. You know, and, and if you do that, I'll do this. God says, I love you because I love you because I love you. And I'll never leave you in the same way. I want you to hear that today. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today. 
that we can stand on your word, that we can trust in what you've done, that you're a redeemer, that you make us overcomers because of what your son did, that we can live a victorious life regardless of where we are at now, that we can rise above these things in the power of the name of Jesus. And if there's someone here today that does not know Jesus as the Lord and Savior, I pray that they listen very, very clearly. There is one way to heaven. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You're not going to make it on your own. You're not going to be good enough. You're not going to do enough. You're not going to give enough. All you have to do is receive what's already been done for you. You say, well, buddy, how do I do that? You say, Lord, today, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the Son of God, Lord. Save me. It doesn't have to be this big, perfect prayer or anything else. Jesus, save me. I'm trusting in you today. If that's you today, don't even say without someone you know what, today I said, Jesus, save me. Come into my life. What about for us, buddy, that, that's given our life to the Lord? We've been walking with the Lord. Maybe we've been staggering and being drug along the way. It's okay. Because God's not going to let go of you. And I want you to hear that today. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what the home front's doing. I don't know what the job's doing. I don't know what the financial stuff's doing. But I know what God's doing. God's loving you continuously, regardless. So today, Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for what you're doing. And no, no matter what's going on in our life, you're never far away that we can't say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I love you. Lord, help us to be mindful of others. Help us to be mindful of those that do not know you. And help us to be victorious in Jesus. Everybody said, Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.